we are on our series called Sila, and hopefully you know what Sila means. Anyone know what it means? Pause, stop, think about it, consider. Um, and we just thought that it was a great time at the beginning of a new year to take a bit of a pause and to think about a few things that actually God asks us to think about in Scripture. And, uh, and this morning we're going to do that, but before we do... Um, I don't know if you like game shows. Anybody like game shows? Okay, a few of you. My dad loves game shows. So when my parents come to stay, we watch loads of game shows. There is only one of them that I really like. And we got into this as a family um, a few years back. I love Tipping Point. Anyone else watch Tipping Point? It's absolutely brilliant. Okay, if you don't, then it's probably because you're at work still. Okay, because it's on around four o'clock, something like that, dur- you know, during the day. And uh, but we love it. And it gets to that point in game shows, doesn't it, where they can either take what they've got or they can gamble it for something else. And uh, and what happens in these game shows is they try and get a bit of audience participation. Okay, so the audience are screaming to them whether they should gamble or whether they should take this stuff. And I just think that there is a sign somewhere in the studio that they put up that has the word gamble written on it. Because every single time, even though we all know if they gamble, they're going to lose. Every single time, that's what the audience shouts. So either the audience have no idea how to play the game, they're just mean, or somebody's telling them what they need to say. And the person kind of stands at the, uh, at the podium and they kind of make the decision. Do I gamble or do I take the money I've already got? Or do I gamble it for 10 grand? Okay, or do I take what I've got and be thankful for it? And, uh, and this is what happens on tipping point. I think this is why I, I like it. Okay, they do this thing where if they say, I'll take the money, they say to them, well, let's see what would have happened. That's just mean. And so they, so, that, so they play the end of the game, and they get another three goes at putting the thing down the slot. I, I think it's because I like 2P machines and stuff like that. That's why I like tipping point. I like those 2P push ones, and I was with the kids yesterday. And so they give them the three extra goes, and they choose where they would have chosen. And I have seen it where they get the big counter down. And if they'd have just gambled it, if they'd have listened to the audience who are either being told what to say, mean, or have no idea how to play the game, if they'd have listened to the audience, okay, and they'd have gambled, then they would have won the £10,000. But so often, they do it, and the counter comes nowhere near, and they are very thankful that they have taken what they had. And this morning, I want to talk to us from Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 8, and I'm going to read three verses to us. And it's a very um, well-known bit of the Bible, and it's a very well-known kind of thing that Jesus was talking about. Um, But there is one sentence in it that I am going to talk to us about this morning. And this is not a subject necessarily that you go, yes, I want that subject, okay? But it is one that actually, if we get to grips with it, it could change our lives. Anyone up for a bit of that this morning? We're going to go to Luke chapter 8. Verse 16 to 18, and it says this, I'm reading from the NIV version of the Bible. So Luke chapter 8, third book into the New Testament, verses 16 to 18, and it says this, No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed, and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. 
Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they think they have, will be taken from them. So the sealer moment that I want us to have this morning, the consideration that I want us to have this morning is simply this. And it's in verse 18. It starts verse 18 off. It says this, consider how you listen. It doesn't just come and say you're to listen. It it kind of takes it a stage further and says, consider, think about, pause, you know, consider how you listen. So it's not just about listening or not listening, it's about how you are doing that. And what I want to talk to us this morning about is how we listen. Some of the versions of the Bible put it like this. The voice says, I hope you're still listening and I hope you're listening carefully. The Passion Translation puts, so pay careful attention to your hearts as you hear my teaching. For to those who have open hearts, even more revelation will be given to them until it overflows. The New Living Translation says this, so pay attention to how you hear. The English Standard Version says, take care then how you hear. It's not just important that we hear. It's not just important that we listen. It's important that we take care and give consideration to how we listen. And I want to unpack this subject to us this morning because God just doesn't want us to just be taking everything in. He wants us to be thinking how we're doing that. Because how we take something in will depend, then will work through on how it comes out of us. How we take it in will affect how it comes out of us. And so this morning, I want to look at how we consider how we listen. To, to consider means this, to spend time thinking about possibility or making a decision. To give attention to a subject or a fact. This morning, I want to look at how do we listen to one another. Because this is not all about how we listen to God, although we will look at that. But how do we listen to each other? How do we listen to our spouses? How do we listen to our kids? How do we listen to our boss at work? How do we listen to our friends? How do we listen to maybe just those who stop us in the street? The how is really important. And I want to unpack it for us this morning. Stephen R. Covey said this, the biggest communication problem is we do not listen to understand, we listen to reply. Can anyone, you know, we listen to give a response. We don't listen to understand what the person is saying. We listen to give our opinion. We listen to give our advice. We listen to give our response rather than really listening to understand what someone is saying to us. I think that is the same with God and I think that is the same with man. I think the way we listen to God, we listen to God sometimes so we can give a reply. We don't listen to him to understand truly what it is he's wanting from us and truly what it is he's saying to us. And I think when we talk to one another, I think Stephen Arcovi is right. The biggest communication problem we have is how we listen. It's not am I listening or not, it's how I'm listening to you. We listen to give our perspective not to merely understand theirs. How often, and I'm as guilty of it as anyone, how often do we listen and you've already got your response formulating in your mind while there are three words into the sentence? Is it just me? Okay, so I'm speaking to people who actually probably need to hear this this morning and and I've really grappled with the subject, but the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us, consider how you listen. 
Think about it. Ponder on it. Pause. Take a moment. How, how am I listening? Right now, as we're sat in this room, how are you listening? Are you listening thinking you know everything that I'm going to say? Are you listening thinking, okay, sh- it's only about another half an hour and we're out of here? Are you listening thinking of something else? Or are you listening going, actually, this morning, I want to I really listen and I want to give a pause and I want to give consideration to what is being said. Not so I can formulate an opinion, but so I can receive something. This morning, how are you listening? This morning, as you've got up, as the kids have come to talk to you, as how, how have you listened? Has it been to just give a response or has it been to get where they're coming from? My girl shouted me this morning from her bedroom and I was in the middle of getting ready and trying to get out and da-da-da-da. And she went, I just want to kiss. How bad did I feel <laughs> when I'd gone, I'm busy. I'm trying to get with Caitlin. She was like, I just want to kiss. I was like, okay. How am I listening? I'm preaching on it this morning and I'm still getting it wrong. Two hours before I'm going to tell you all how to maybe get some of it right. Okay, I'm still getting it wrong. I think it's an ongoing thing. Communication is an ongoing thing and how we listen is so important. Listening is a skill. Especially listening to learn rather than to give an opinion. It's something that I was taught a lot when I did um, my stuff in counseling. You're, you're taught how to listen because most of us don't know how to do that. You're taught how to let silence be okay because actually you don't have to jump in all the time with your opinion and with your advice. In fact, a good counselor very rarely gives any advice. What they do is they tease it out of the person that they're talking to. And so the person then goes, but I've never tried this. What do you think of that? And all of a sudden, what, you, what advice you would have given them, they're already giving themselves the same advice. Because it's not all about what I say. It's about how I listen. Listening stops abrupt responses. It stops an argumentative response. And it stops making a rash response. When we really listen, our response will change. When we really listen, our response will be different. And and I want to say to you this morning that hearing and listening are very different. And our response when doing each of these is different. I'm I'm going to let you into my world a little bit, okay? And and, and let you into a secret. Some of you will say it's not a secret because you found this out as we've journeyed together through life. But when I'm just kind of doing the hearing thing, I'm I'm not truly listening to understand. I'm just hearing what people are saying, okay? When I'm doing that, I respond usually in one of three ways. You can all put me to the test now to make sure I'm really listening to you later, can't you? I respond usually in one of three ways. Number one, I block it out. So, you know, someone's mouth is moving, but none of it is going in. And I'll be thinking about 101 different things. And I, I, can, do actually, I can do that really, really well. And the person still think I'm listening. So um, I, I block it out. The second way that I can respond is I just walk away. And uh, I, am, I am quite a big believer in in, um, I don't always get it right, but in responding as well as I can. And sometimes, um, this is probably more in a parenting situation than anything else, but sometimes actually what somebody's saying actually is getting a rise out of me. And so I walk away to stop res- myself responding in a wrong way. Okay, sometimes the walk away is the wrong response. I, do, I am aware of that, but uh, it keeps my mouth shut, which is a good thing sometimes. Or I just tell someone to be quiet. I'd like to say I always say it nicely, but sometimes I don't. When I'm, when I'm in that zone of I just, I need to get this conversation over and done with, I do one of three things. None of those three things is going to help me hear 
what the other person is really wanting to say to me. None of those three things is going to help me understand where they're coming from or have empathy as to how they are feeling. Okay, it, it's called, I'm kind of I'm half in the conversation, but I'm, I'm listening to give a response. I'm not listening to understand. But when I'm listening, truly listening, I'd like to say that I respond differently. You see, when we truly listen, our posture is different. The way we stand, the way we, the way we show ourselves off, it becomes different. My words are very different. How I react, how I respond, what I say. How I say it is all very different and my empathy is different because I'm listening to understand. I'm not listening to give a response. I'm not listening to give my opinion. And Jesus here in Luke was talking about our light shining and he ends this challenge with these words. So consider how you listen. Consider how you listen because how you listen is really important. Jesus, he was talking about truth. When he talks about your light shining, he's talking about the truth of the gospel and the truth of the word of God. And this is how he ends it. He says, so be careful how you listen. Because truth can get lost in how we listen. Understanding can get lost in the how we listen. And I've been really challenged by these words as as I've sat and studied for the last, it's probably been about a month now that I've been thinking about this and studying for it and and thinking about how we can bring it across. Why did Jesus say, be careful how you listen? I think he was saying it simply because how you listen will affect how you receive and will affect what you do. This will then impact, it will affect what and how you receive, and then this will impact how you speak and how you influence and what you do. The how in the sentence of consider how you listen, is so very important because it will affect your actions. And actually, we need to be Christians and, and men and women of God who act well. And so actually looking at how we listen will affect then how we act and how we speak. Truth is dependent on how we listen, not just about hearing words. It's not just about hearing noise. It's not just about hearing words this morning. It's about looking at how we are listening And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to look at three things I think we need to do when we listen, whether we are listening to one another or whether we're listening to God. Let's not over-spiritualize anything. When we have a conversation in the cafe afterwards or or throughout the week or whatever, actually, how I listen is going to be important. How you listen is going to be important. How you listen to your husband or your wife later on today is going to be important. Because it will either bring peace into our homes or it will bring chaos. How we listen to our kids, how we listen to one another, how we listen to God is so very important. And we can listen with three things. And there are many more, but I've I've picked three this morning. I'm going to tell them you now so that when I get to the third one, you know that we're landing this thing, okay? So three things. We need to listen with a teachable and an open attitude. That's number one. Number two, we need to listen with a willingness to change. And number three, we need to listen with faith. Okay? So we're going to unpack these three statements this morning when we're looking at how we listen. We're going to consider how we listen this morning. So number one, we need to listen with a teachable and open attitude. says this in verse 18, so pay careful attention to your hearts as you hear my teaching. 
For to those who have open hearts, even more revelation will be given to them until it overflows. And for those who do not listen with open hearts, what little they imagine to have will be taken away. I want to say to you this morning, listen is, listening is not just about receiving, it's about revelation. When I listen, when I'm reading this book and I listen to God, it's not just about listening to what he's saying. It's about a revelation of who he is and who I am when I'm in Christ. Anyone else read the Bible like that? Okay, all of a sudden you, you read, I, I was reading this morning that, that whole thing about weeping may stay for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And all of a sudden it wasn't just I was hearing words or reading words, it was there was revelation into my heart and into my spirit. But actually when I have a closed heart and when I have a closed spirit, that revelation can't get anywhere near me. So I want to say to you this morning that when we listen, whether it be to God or whether it's to one another, we need to listen with an open heart with an open spirit. We need to listen with a teachable spirit. I, my mum is ace, right? And, uh, and she's, she's in her 70s and she's got a computer. And I can remember when she first got a computer, I think my nephew, Andy, was probably about 12 years old. And she was the grandma, he was the grandson. She's meant to teach him and he's meant to do as he's told. That very rarely happened. Um, but, uh, but all of a sudden he came, he came and he said, Grandma, I'll show you how to use your computer. And my mom said to me, she said these words a few times, in that moment, I had a decision to make. Do I allow the 12-year-old to teach me something when, I think she, she would have been in her 60s then, when, when it should be me teaching him? Do, do I allow him to teach me or do I tell him I know it all? I don't know if you've ever been there, okay, whether it's with a friend or whether it's with someone younger than you or whatever. But actually, when, when we come to listen to someone, we need to listen with a teachable spirit. And she said, okay, Andy, you show me what to do. She said, actually, I wouldn't have been able to do what I needed to do had I not have listened to him. We need to come with an open and a teachable heart. We've been doing the prayer course on a Sunday night, and it's been talking about just pausing in God's presence and allowing him to speak. Do you know, I think for some of us, one way we may need to change is to learn to listen more than we talk. I'm guilty, totally and utterly. We need to learn to listen and not just talk. Kids need to learn this. We have to teach our children how to take their turns. We have this every, every night when we sit down at the table and, and we'll say, you know, Oz, how's your day been? And he'll get three words out and then he'll be interrupted. And we're like, no, we're just listening to Oliver right now. He's getting his turn right now. And actually it's part of parenting, isn't it? You teach your kids that actually sometimes you just got to listen. You got to keep it shut and you've got to listen. But actually how often are we as guilty as the kids at not listening? How often are we as guilty at, at, not, at not allowing someone else to talk? You see, when you listen to give a response, you'll never allow others to finish what they need to say. Because you just want to give your response. But actually, when we're listening to people, we need to listen with a teachable and an open heart. Are you someone who is teachable or do you think you know everything? Are you willing to listen for long enough to learn something? These are all questions I have asked myself over the last few weeks. Am I willing to listen for long enough to learn something? I think you know when you're talking to someone with a closed mind and a closed heart because usually with people like this, you will have the same conversation over and over and over again. Because the last time you had it, it there, there was a closedness about them. And so you'll have the conversation again 
and then again, until we open our hearts, until we open our minds, until we open our lives for someone to speak into it. Do you know what? With God, I think we have to come with an open, teachable heart if we're ever going to hear him and understand what he is asking of us. Revelation begins when we open our hearts to the possibility that God may have something different to say to us. A closed heart, you, you won't get revelation from God when your heart's closed. I know when my heart is closed. I have learned to, to, to know that. And someone can look at me and go, you've got a closed heart. And I'll probably turn and go, yeah, no. Just give me a few days to work on it. Because I can't get revelation. I can't get anything new from God. I sit and I try and I get my study Bibles out and I try to make myself look studious. But actually, most of what I preach, although I study hard for it, a lot of it is revelation. And then the study comes after the revelation. Because I'll go and take a look at it. Acts 16 verse 14 said this, and I think this is one for us that have maybe been in church for a while. We know God. It says this, one of those listening was a woman from this city whose name I can't pronounce. And her name was Lydia. She was a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. Let's just stop there. Okay. So Lydia, she is in church. She is loving God. We are told in the New Testament, she is a worshiper of God. Okay, when the, when the book of Acts was written, that part of her character was pointed out to us. So she's not just any, any woman in the church. She, she is, you know, her character is noted. She's a worshiper. It's a little bit like, you know, King David, a man after God's own heart. You get these things written about people and we often overlook it in the Bible. But this woman is a worshiper. And then it says this in verse 14, the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Even those of us that maybe are in church all the time and we're worshippers and we love God, sometimes God's got to come and we've got to listen for long enough for him to open our heart to hear really what he's got to say. We've got to remain teachable and pliable in his hands. We need to listen, understand, and then we respond. Trying to understand what God is saying after you have already responded too quickly ends up just being confusing. I have learnt through many, many mistakes and many failings on this, that I am to listen, understand, and then respond. And not just to God, but to everyone. I've got to try and listen. I've got to try and process it and understand what the person is saying to me. And then I make my response. Proverbs 12 verse 1 says this, to learn the truth, you must long to be teachable, or you can despise correction and remain ignorant. Some powerful words from the Bible this morning. To learn the truth, you must long to be teachable. Or if you don't want to do that, you can despise correction and remain ignorant. Do you know what? We have to listen to God and to others with, with an open, teachable heart. Don't listen thinking you already know the end and you already know what you need to say. Whoever it is you're listening to, begin to learn to listen with, actually, I'm going to let you finish what you're saying before I make my response. Because the last three words that you say to me might actually get, turn the light on in my head and in my heart to actually what you're saying. When you jump in, you sometimes miss what someone is saying. So we need to listen with an open and a teachable heart to God and to one another. The second thing is this, that we need to listen with a willingness to change. When we listen with a teachable heart, 
It has to be backed up with a willingness to change if necessary. The older we get, I am told, the less like the, the less we like change. Is that right? Would you say that that's right? That the older we get, the less we like change. We, we like it. Some of you are pointing to other people right now, okay? And just looking at them and giving them that knowing grin, okay? Let's look at our own hearts. And, uh, <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? The older we get, the, the less that we like change. We like things to stay the same. But Luke 8, 18 is talking about understanding truth and understanding the gospel. And when we fully understand the truth of God's word, it will bring a change in us. He will bring a change. It calls for change. The Bible calls for us to change. If you don't believe me, read Paul's, apostle, Paul's epistles in the New Testament. Start at Galatians and read, read, read the way through. You know, those Pauline epistles in that part of the New Testament. And I tell you, every time I read them, God calls for me to change. He calls for me to step it up a gear. Most of you are going to avoid those books in the Bible now, aren't you? I can see it going through your heads right now. Okay, not going to read those again. Okay, but when you, when you read what the Apostle Paul wrote in the New Testament, when you read, you know, the, the Old Testament and, and the things that God did, it calls for us to change because none of us have ever made it. If we sit and think we've made it, we're fooling ourselves. If we sit and think that God doesn't want to change anything else in us, we're fooling ourselves. We need to listen to God and listen to one another with a willingness to change if necessary. With a willingness to say, do you know what? We did it that way. We might need to do it this way now. God, we've, we've gone on this right. And, and a lot of the time when we sit and we, we kind of make decisions on things as a leadership, okay, that there's had to have been willingness for some of us to change our opinion. Because you, you've, got, you've got some very strong-willed people leading the church. And we all have an opinion on stuff. And so when we get together and we bring that opinion, sometimes you've got to back off a little bit. Sometimes we've got to go, okay, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's ask God what he thinks rather than just bring our opinion. And, and let's like really think things through. And when we make decisions um, about church and about what, what we're going to believe going forward and all of that kind of stuff, you know, we, we've got to do it with a teachable heart and a willingness to change. Sometimes the catalyst for change is simply an open heart and a willing attitude to consider that we may need to do things differently. And we find that so hard, and I get that. But this morning, I want to push some buttons if you'll let me. Consider how you're listening. Because if you're listening saying, I don't care what you say to me, this ain't going to be any different. You've missed it. If you're listening to your, to your spouse and you're saying, I don't care what you say to me right now, love, it ain't going to change. You're listening with a wrong spirit. You're listening in a way that is going to cut off maybe the blessing that God's got for you. You know, if we're sat in our connect groups and, and maybe that there's going to be a change, or I, I'm not changing. Not going to happen. Okay, the, 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 the saying goes something like this, that change is here to stay. Okay, if there's one thing I know is that we won't look the same this time in three years as what we look now, because there's going to be change. 
And so we've got to come and we've got to listen with a willingness to change. Bill Crawford said this, sometimes our ability to accept what we can't change is tied to our willingness to change what we can. There are some things in our lives that we can't change, that we can't do anything about. And there are some things that we can. And let me tell you the ones where God's going to really get involved. He's going to get involved in those things that we can't change, that are too big for us, that are too out there for us. And, but the things that we can change, I think sometimes God sits in heaven going, don't, don't ask me to do it for you. You know, you can do that yourself. You, you can change that. Don't, you know, don't ask me to, to do these things for you. That Actually, the power is in your hands to do it. If only you would change your mind, change your heart, change your routine, change your lifestyle. If you would change those things and those things that you can't change, I will swoop in and I will do something on your behalf. When we listen to God and to others, we have to be prepared to change what we can. And then the third thing that I said is simply this, that we're to listen with faith. When God asks us to consider how we listen, one of the things we have to think about is, am I listening and then responding with faith? I love talking to people with faith. Because you can come up with the craziest idea, and they're going to find something in that idea to go along with. Okay, I love talking to people with faith. Because faith is the very foundation that our, that our whole Christianity is built upon. And it says this in Hebrews, it says the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. And so when we're listening to people, we need to listen with faith. We need to listen saying, actually, actually, I can add some of my faith to your faith as you're talking. I love talking to people that go, you know, I'm just believing God for this. Okay, okay, then, then let's see if I can add some of my faith to your faith. And, and as I listen in faith, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. You, you can't do that. That'll never happen. Okay, actually what we need to do is start listening in faith. And, and it might be that the answer is actually it's not going to happen in this way or you know, maybe we need to tweak something. But, but actually let's begin, let, let's let faith be our start point when we're listening to someone. Let's let faith be our start point. That, that God can actually do anything that he wants to do. That, that God is over every situation and he's over every circumstance. And we may not have everything we need right now to go and, and do the things that we believe God is calling us to. But you know what? We're going to go and do it anyway because we're people of faith. And we listen from a standpoint of faith. Let faith be the bedrock on which everything else is built upon. I think faith can be lost when we don't listen in the first place with faith. Faith is what is not yet experienced. It brings what is not yet experienced into our grasp. Twelve months ago, we talked about our influence extending. And it took us nearly 12 months for God to speak. Because I won't do anything unless God's spoken to me. And all of a sudden, we're living a little bit in that. And, uh, and we met last night as trustees, and I love meeting with these guys because they speak faith. They speak with a language of faith. 
as we talk about 2020 and we talk about the future and, and you know, we, we talk about what God is going to do. And let me tell you, we don't have the money for everything God is going to do. We don't necessarily have the personnel for everything God is going to do, but we still believe he's going to do it. Okay, we still believe that like, we, we've got somewhere to go this year and we're going to go and it's going to be absolutely incredible and, uh, and God's going to do amazing stuff. And uh, we're not being unrealistic. We, we know that we don't have everything that we need, but we know he does. And we know that when it's his will, he will provide what we can't. Why don't you today, you know, we, we've sat and talked over the last 12 months or so about faith to do things and to see things move forward and, and all of that. I think the uniform bank downstairs is open. Don't let your kids go in there on their own. But why don't you take a peek in through the door? Because we, we were talking last year and, and it was all faith because we, we couldn't afford it. And, and we didn't have what we thought we needed to do it. And all of a sudden, a faith conversation took place. And all of a sudden now we're, we're living and, and, and a lot of the work has been done and the room's looking incredible. And the foyer, even though, you know, it's kind of still looking a bit of a mess, it won't soon because the ceiling's going to be put in. And, and, it's such, and it starts with a conversation of faith. It starts when we listen with faith. And we don't just listen saying, no, that can never happen. We listen going, I have no idea how to make that happen. But actually, you know, I'm getting, there's some excitement happening inside of me. And, and when we, we're talking at the moment as team and stuff like that, there's an excitement inside of me of what God's going to do. And as I talk about that with people full of faith, the excitement just builds. This morning, we need to listen with faith. What does listening with faith look like? When we listen with faith, cynicism is dropped. When we listen with faith, praise comes first. It might not happen the way that we think it's going to happen, but you know what? We're going to talk encouragement first. When we listen with faith, encouragement is what comes out. When we listen with faith, there's, no mo there's more we can than we can't. You look at the Old Testament and you look at the stories in the Old Testament and Noah's building the ark and everyone's telling him he's an idiot and everyone's telling him, you know, that'll never happen, that'll never work. But he carried on because of what? Because of faith. Because he listened to God with the, with, with the hearing of faith, with the ear of faith. As the guys are marching in to take Jericho, God has told them they're going to take Jericho. And they say, right, we're going to march around on top of the walls, okay? And we're going to shout. And when we shout, the walls are going to disappear. I, the question I would have been asking is what happens to me when the wall disappears? Right? I have to admit, if I was one of the army, I'd be like, excuse me, Joshua, when the wall disappears, what's going to happen to me? Okay? Because it's like one of those cartoons, isn't it? That all of a sudden they go off the edge of the cliff and their legs keep going and all of a sudden they shoot down. I'm like, is that really what happened? Like, you could make a cartoon out of that story in the Bible. But actually, Joshua listened with the ear of faith. And actually, as we shout, the miracle is going to take place. It's not as we fight. It's not as we rush in there. Actually, God is just going to do it all for us. And God is going to bring this miracle. Actually, we need to begin to listen with the ear of faith a little bit more to God and to one another. When we listen with faith, God is praised and frustration begins to be silenced. When we listen with faith, people leave feeling bigger than when they came in. When you have a conversation and somebody's listening in faith, when you walk away from that conversation, you feel bigger than when you walked into it. Every single time I meet with Pastor John Pettifer, every time, without fail, and uh, whether it's Matt and I sitting with him and Pauline, or whether it's one of my one-to-ones with him where we talk church and 
and what's going to happen next and, and all of that, I leave feeling bigger because he listens with faith. And all of a sudden we were talking, I met with him a few weeks ago and, and we were talking and he began to get excited because I was excited and it was just all right and we can do this and, and what do you think to this and do you know what, he listened with faith. This general in the faith, this guy who, who knows um, God and he has done so many things in his life for God, he listens to me and he begins to get excited because he's listening with faith and believing God with faith for what he is going to do. So this morning, how you listen, consider how you listen. Consider how you listen today. How you listen to the person sat next to you. How you listen when we're down in the cafe. How you listen, you know, as the preaching is going on. How you listen when you open this book on a daily basis and you read something from it. How you listen when your kids come out of kids' church this morning. How, how, how are you listening Jesus says this, consider how you listen. Because how you listen will affect how you respond. How you listen will affect what happens next. It's not just the fact that we're hearing the words. It's the fact that we're looking at how we hear the words. And we're, we're allowing the words that are spoken to us to have an impact on us. Consider how you listen this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you today that you tell us in the Psalms that you listen and you answer. And Lord, I thank you that you listen, Father God, to every cry that we have. Lord, I thank you this morning that you listen to us in every season of our life. And Lord God, this morning, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you can come and you can bring the challenge to us this morning. Lord, I pray that we will listen to you and to one another with a teachable heart, that we will listen with a willingness to change, and that, Father God, we will listen with an ear of faith. In every conversation we have, Lord, I pray that we will listen in those three ways, so that what needs to be heard is heard and is understood and can be acted upon, Father. Lord, I pray that you will help us in Jesus' name. Amen.